Hello and welcome to the Bakesh podcast. I'm Don. I'm here with Scott. We're still down one microphone. So if things sound weird, uh, you can blame the microphone. Yes. Or pile. P Y L E. That's how cheap we went. Which stands for a pile, pile of so microphones. We have um, Deuteronomy. We finished Deuteronomy 5. And we are going to, I think we ended with Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 3, but we're going to start with Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 3 um, again this week um, as we dig into Deuteronomy 6, which I had a whole lot of fun studying and found myself spending just as much time in the New Testament as I did in Deuteronomy. I just jumped my gain up. Okay. So maybe I'll be as loud as you. Okay. I don't know. It sounds good so far. Um, yeah, I found myself uh, <laughs> fast-forwarding into the NT as well, as you like to call it, the new the new test, knit, the, the knit, new covenant. Knit. New to why, why don't they knit. call it new covenant? Why do they call it uh, new testament? If you're a covenantal theology person, okay, maybe you do. Well, I mean, it is new covenant. I mean, it's testament. What? Just two different words, same thing. Okay. Old testament. Because really, it should just be one complete story, right? We well, have? I mean, you gotta because there's multiple out. old covenants. So then, shouldn't we have like yeah, there's no more way. than just well, Old Testament, New Testament. I guess it'd be like Noahic covenant, Mosaic, Abrahamic, Abraham. Oh gosh, I totally skipped Abraham. Forget you, Abraham. Yeah, I was gonna say. And then you got Davidic covenant. Yeah, and then the, the Jesus. Did you say Mosaic? No, I said Mosaic. No, We're said in the mosaic. middle of Mosaic. Uh-huh. And Davidic then the covenant, Jesusific covenant. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why we're not covenant theologians. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, Presbyterians. Uh, God's a Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> By marriage. <laughs> we discussed that in week one. He's, a, he's <coughs> actually a Unitarian. A what? No, I just said that you were, you, you don't want to know. <laughs> um, I think he called me a eunuch. Yes, yes. Uh, that would be better than Unitarian. Um, All right, so Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 3. Yeah, we have no banter this week. I was so, going to say, we really didn't. What, what's, what's wrong with us? I didn't have a whole lot of notes on 1 through 3, so I'll let you carry. Okay. But if you want to read it to the folks studying at home while I read it to myself. All right. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the rules and the, the, uh, that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you, that you may do them in the land to which you are going over to possess it, that you may fear the Lord your God, you and your son and your son's son, by keeping all his statutes and his commands, which I command you all the days of your life, and that your days may be long. So really it comes down to, um, I think he's talking about the Ten Commandments or the Ten Words, um, and he is saying that we need to follow them and that we need to fear God, um, not necessarily out of a scare, being scared fear, but out of a reverent fear, um, and that we need to teach them to our kids, which we're going to get into a whole lot more once we enter four. And then verse three says, Hear therefore, O Israel, and be careful to do them, that it may go well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord your God of the fathers has promised you, in a land flowing with milk and honey. Um, so again, 
um, really almost a recap of, of Deuteronomy 1 through 5. They are getting ready to start entering the promised land that God had promised them for so long. Um, these are the commands that, that God, being the Ten Commandments, that, that God um, wants his people to follow. Um, it is their opportunity to, to fear um, or show reverence towards God. Um, and it is something that we need to make sure that that is taught to the generations um, that are to come so that they hopefully don't make the same mistakes that this generation is going to make and the previous <laughs> ge- generation um, had already made. Um, is that pretty much a fair assessment of, of 6, 1 through 3? Yeah. Uh, we talked about it a little bit off line okay. off there um it really does work well with the end of five um they do flow into each other the end of chapter five which we did the last podcast um so yeah okay. i guess i can leave it that like the the whole thing points towards hey god's got a a good plan a good design for life mm-hmm. and if you go on ahead and uh follow that and obey things are going to go really well um the land will be yours your kids will Inherit it. Your kids' kids will inherit it. So, you know, be good stewards. Be good parents. Tell them about me. Tell them about my statutes. Okay. So, yeah, I don't have a whole lot. Like I said, the, the, I guess I just got kind of more into the, like, as you go, go a little farther on. Yeah, I, I've got a lot of notes here, but I think they go down to four and above. Like, I, I think for Christmas, I'm going to ask my, so this may or may not to be recorded near Christmas. I'm going to ask my <laughs> wife... <laughs> For a Bible that has wider margins, so I, I'm not scribbling all over the place. Because, yeah, now that I read it, now I'm going. Hmm. I wonder what goes where. Oh, okay. Let me see what we we just did that one. Hmm. One. Now, one of the things that that I did find four. fairly interesting that I had not actually really thought about or read before is the idea of many times God talks about the promised land as being the land flowing with milk and honey. And I never really thought through that, but I think I... W- I was going to look up to try and get more back, like, so you know, what's the Hebrew word for honey? Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, but I forgot. Wearsby, Bee, whatever dude's name is. Um, <laughs> there goes our credibility. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't, we, I don't we have to know. Author, what, no, when I slaughter, like, every name... Oh, what's I, that look for? Huh? Um... Google Play Music yeah. has an audio ESV. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, we should start listening to how they pronounce it. That would be a good idea. And then, like, phonetically write it down. Now we'll sound smart. Like, we did the same way as the guy that reads the Bible on tape did it. You know? be like, from episode one to episode, actually, what are we on, like, 9,625? Uh, it's like the 18th. We became Hebrew scholars. I posted the 13th today. Okay. If the, and if anybody wants to know how far in advance, episode 13 <laughs> I posted the day before Thanksgiving, and this is like the 18th or 19th. Oh, wow. So. Okay. So we're a little bit ahead of the game. <laughs> we got to put some extra ones in our pocket with uh, workloads and schedules and right. all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, if we didn't do this this far in advance, the listener would be waiting. Yeah. <laughs> we when may have had experience happen? with this before. <laughs> Um, and it's easier when we do the way we've been doing it. We've we've re-engineered the way we do it. Mm-hmm. So, but it's nice having some 
But anyway, yeah. Yes. So, uh, so anyway, we, 20 podcasts ago, <laughs> when we pronounced it. Throughout that time, yeah. we now have become Hebrew scholars. Yes. And we'll tell you some Hebrew words and give us a couple of days to look them up in commentary and then Google ESV so that we know how to pronounce yeah. them. If you uh, Do you have Google Play Music or am I alone? I have Google Play Music. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, look it I up. Don't uh, subscribe. Do you have to subscribe? I just use know, my own tunes. I... Uh, I have like I think a week left. Oh, so I don't have Google Play Music. That's just where I store all my music. Oh yeah, yeah. I have the subscription service. Oh no, I don't have the subscription um, service. I'm thinking about my my wife and I. We have a budget. We have our allowance, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll I'll cover it on my own. Okay. Um, out of my allowance. Uh, oh nice. I'm like a ten year old. I got an allowance. <laughs> um, just to keep it because I really like it. But I used it uh, when I found the the Bible. I I went running. Uh, yesterday morning, okay. and I listened to like the first ten <clears throat> chapters of Genesis. Oh wow! So, and to be to be fair, there were times like I zoned out because it's just a guy reading the Bible, but there's like music in the background. Okay, the guy that does a voice. You of don't God find kills that me. creepy? Like I use U version Bible uh, app, and yeah. like ESV. Okay, that's cool. Like, dude, dude's not interesting by any means, and not dynamic in his reading. But the NIV one creeps me out because then they got this like eerie music in the background and God said. Oh, no. And the, so. Oh, okay. So hold, like. Hold on, I'm going to try and find the, the dude. Because oh, just with you version, it's like creepy. I was like, man, I can't listen to the NIV version. I got to listen to the ESV. This will probably get us like sued. This will be the one. This guy listens, you know. <laughs> um, here, the funny part is that the guy that does the voice of God kills me. Like his voice is not. So I'm going to play this into the microphone here. And okay. then we'll talk about milk and honey. See, we have banter, people. <laughs> right, this is Genesis, go- my phone. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. I kind of feel like I'm watching a God movie said, like... Let there be light. <laughs> I mean, he did, he he's got a better voice than I do, but he just reminds Let me of like that guy. Light. There was probably like, like he was probably the best voice at your church, but uh-huh. that doesn't mean he was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Let there be light. I, I don't know. It just every time I heard him talk in. I just lost it. So, so I guess he gets invited to be like in every Christmas play in their church, huh? Probably. Okay. <laughs> but no, I, I didn't think the music was as bad or as creepy, but it was no. like, there were a few times I was just like, oh man, we're in chapter four, you know, kind of mm-hmm. going through. So I thought it was kind of cool. It's like kind of fun. I feel like there's going to be like a, um, a uh, an explosion oh. sometime in there or... <laughs> Oh. Which, by the way, I timed that. That was under 30 seconds, so I think we're copyright okay to do okay, that. Okay, sweet. So. Yeah, I don't know what the copyright rules so, are. So back up off, Crossway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God said. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Sorry, so Milk and okay. Honey. So Milk and Honey, but where's B or whatever dude's name is? Um, basically, he uh, he took it from the perspective of mi- milk was a staple food. Um, so in the land that they were going, God was going to provide all that they needed. But honey was seen as like a luxury item. So it's kind of one of those that that when they're talking about going into the land flowing with milk and honey, they're going into a land that will provide um, for their basic needs, but will also provide uh, an opportunity for for a luxury style of living as well. So so God's kind of being there for for both um, their basic needs and even beyond. And I was like, ooh, oh, that's okay. Yeah, now like that's that. kind of cool. Because I was, I mean, <coughs> obviously, I grew up. 
hearing the land flowing in milk and honey. Yeah, I've heard that like, a billion times. I'm like, I don't combine those two. No. Like, I'm never like, oh, I'll put a little honey in that mm-hmm. milk. Um, so I just never quite got the... I didn't either until I read this and I was like, oh, okay, that 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 <laughs> makes it, sense. Was it you I was talking to or was it my wife? Where I was like, well, back then it would have been goat milk. Yeah, no, it was me. It was you, yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes you're like, I'm mistaken you for my wife. Oh, okay. No, not at all. No, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, That's yeah, because I think you challenged me. You said, yeah, I'm going to bring some goat milk. And I was like, where well, uh, do you even get goat milk? And you're uh, like, I don't know, but I'm going to bring gyms, it. Okay. Know. So anyway. No, but I do like that, the idea that it's both, it, it's it's showing God, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna provide for your needs, and he's also going to say, I'm going to go above and beyond, and you're going to uh, prosper in, mm-hmm. in some regard or in some respect in the land. That's kind of a nice picture mm-hmm. yeah lost on me for 37 years lost on me for 37 <laughs> years until like last week and i was like that is all actually it's probably should... a couple weeks ago because that's what i was like really excited about at the yeah, time man, you've been like, like let's get to four, let's get to oh, six let's get to six i've enjoyed six so much i think i've like read through it like a bunch of times and restudied it and well let's go for do you want to go through the shema let's go through the shema is it shema or shema or shema i've heard shema all right you read it out loud i'm gonna look for the hebrew okay and see if there's a if there's a pointer which actually the pointer isn't in biblical so yeah that was added i don't know no i think i've heard many times even from like smart people like biblical scholars that has pronounced it as shema i think you're right i think it's one of those where there'd be Mm -hmm. like s H apostrophe ma. Because I think the first time I read it, I was like, hey, the Shima. And someone's like, dude, that's like, it's no, Shema. Never, I was like, never called it the Shima. Okay, I have. <laughs> I know I mean, it's Shema or Shima. Or, no, it's not a Shima. No, you not just Shima. Got Shema. So what we're going to uh, read here is, now that everyone's like, what the heck are they talking about? <laughs> the uh, verse 4 in chapter 6 is called the Shema. And it's uh, something we'll get into, but the uh, way... Uh, Grisanti put it, and I think it's a great summation, is it was basically the earliest and closest formation of formulation of a creed. It's basically summing up the beliefs or a theology in as little sentences as possible. Mm-hmm. So um, is it still said today by... From my understanding, it's Jews? still said today by, by many Jews. I mean, I guess it depends on which sect, but I hear that's actually still pretty common and in Jewish... Many Jewish sects. I, li- I listened to Dobson, the guy that I had the Greek, mm-hmm. uh, where I did my self-study on Greek for mm-hmm. about a month, and yeah. then it got over my head. Um, he was saying one time that the, uh, a lot of times when they recite the Shema, uh, they'll hold up their pinky, mm-hmm. and because it was symbolic of with God's mighty hand, all he really needed was his pinky to lead oh, wow. the people. So it was kind of a, I don't know if that's like, it, when that tradition started, but I okay. thought that was always kind of a, a neat picture of, you know, with God's mighty hand and his outstretched arm, he just uses pinky to, <laughs> guy, you know, it's kind of a, it's another <clears throat> big, powerful God statement, but sorry. Okay. You can go on and read it. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently, dear t- children. Well, should I stop there or should I keep going? Uh, well, finish through, finish seven. Okay. So you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. 
might as well keep going. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So when we are saying the, the Shema, the, the, the Shema, Shema, Shema is only verse 4. It's the hero Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Mm-hmm. The rest of that is scripture, but it's not the one that they've designated a, a title mm-hmm. to, so and, to speak. And we're going to find that. Do we know what Hebrew, what Shema, what Shema means? Actually, I actually have no clue what that. Oh, okay. You say what you're about to say, and I'll Google. Okay. Well, I know this is one of those things that, that I, my daughters, I taught them from a very young age. First verse they ever memorized. Um, and we're actually redoing it now, taking the idea of, of like, as, I, as I've been studying, I've been getting excited. So, like, I was like, all right, well, I don't have a dorp or I don't have a, well, I guess we're not going to really bind them on our frontlets and stuff. But I was like, <laughs> But we're creating our entire stair with a shema, and we're going to put symbolism there to kind of describe it and to remind us to to continue to love God and then um, even take it where Jesus takes it further in the New Testament and goes from love your God or love the Lord your God and then um, love your neighbor. And so we're going to kind of go New Testament on it as well. Um, but anyway, so hero Israel. By the way, shema means... Listen. Oh. <laughs> well, here... So it's kind of like the same idea of when you name the... Uh, when they name the books of the Bible, they tended to take the first word. Okay. Like, so Genesis was beginning, uh, bear, bear sheet. Okay. I feel like I'm cussing. It um, does kind of uh, sound like... So that means Genesis beginning, bear sheet, mm-hmm. all those. So Shema was uh, <coughs> basically, here, listen, Bear Israel. sheet? Yeah. So you it's said bear sheet? Bear sheet. Bear sheet. This is a PG podcast. <laughs> I'm just at You're speaking sheet. Hebrew. Just speaking Hebrew. I am speaking it's Hebrew. A, the, so this has the S and then that dash shma. Whatever okay. you know, it's like that. So there's no you don't pronounce that uh or that e. Um, so when we went hiking, we did not see any bear sheet. No, because also that's another one that apostrophe that bear sheet. Right, which means uh, what? <laughs> means beginning. We're we're in Ohio. We only saw coyote <laughs> beginnings. Endings. I was gonna say that's more of an ending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck on that. Uh, so Deuteronomy <laughs> <laughs> means the words. <laughs> I forgot what the word is. All right. Um, uh, back so to Shema. Israel. Back to reverence for God's word. All right. There, there I made you feel small. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Now I feel bad. <laughs> uh, would you? I've got a few notes, and I know you got a lifetime study. <laughs> Uh, what, what do you, what do you want to what do you want to well, start? At? Well, I guess let's start with here, which I guess would be listen or shema. Um, so I, I thought that it was very interesting. Um, I, I guess um, I, they discussed that here was not just the idea of listening with your ears, um, but um, listening with the intention of a response. Um, so when God. Um, or is, is addressing his people here, O Israel. Um, he's asking them to listen, but he's asking for a response um, to what they're listening to. Um, and that's probably, you're going to be talking about the, these, well, yeah. So that, that's kind of what I have, at least for the word here. What, what, what do you got? Um, I didn't really dive into here. I got more into the nature of God and where the, the second part. The, okay. The so you start us off with the nature of God part then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. A lot of people have uh, pointed that. Is it 
explaining like the monotheistic God. So instead of being a pantheon of gods, is it talking about um, the Israelites worshiping one God? And uh, basically everything I found was split. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people, though, that I read a a couple of one, I read two commentaries and a couple of surveys. So I didn't do like extensive Hebrew word search or anything. Um, But it seemed to be that um, the like the Lord is one Mm -hmm. was basically saying there is like only one sovereign over us Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, is basically what I pulled out of it more so than anything. And I think I'm, that makes more sense to me than for them to be stating hero Israel. There is like a belief in only one God, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of thing, which is fine. And it makes sense. But to say that he is the one, like he is the God, he is the powerful God um, I think it kind of lends to that, I don't know, that, what's the word? That magnificence. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm probably picking, I don't know if it's right for me to pick and choose the interpretation I agree with more, mm-hmm. but I, I really think instead of them making a statement that this is our monotheist, um, this is our one person we believe in, but to say that this is the one, the sovereign one, the creator one, the only one, um, carries a lot more weight. Right. It's kind of how I felt. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I read where there's a lot of different arguments as to what it what it's kind of talking about, even different potential translations of of how it should should come about. Yeah, um, I, I did, was it right the one that I said that it could be here? Oh, Israel, Yahweh is our God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I actually like that. Yeah. So he has that's like that's another good one. But yeah. yeah. He I has, felt like it wasn't as powerful. Right. So. Right. Um, and so I, I think ultimately I, the one the argument that I saw most powerful is the uh, basically his uniqueness and incomparability. Yeah. Um, where Ooh, good good word mm-hmm. comparability. Oh yeah. Aren't you Mister Multisyllabic? Is that even a real one? Is in compar- in comparability is it a real on word? our podcast? It's, it's a, real a real word. word. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so uniqueness and well, I guess I either spelled it wrong or. It's not really a word. But anyway, that's that's in my own notes. Microsoft so, Word don't know nothing. <laughs> well, that's good. It's Google Docs. Um, so Google Docs don't know nothing. So you, uniqueness or incomparability was was ultimately kind of the, the two words that I summed all of my reading down to is, is that, that God is one um, and there is no other God similar to him or that's done what he's done. And I felt that it also kind of fit within our, our study of Deuteronomy so far, where multiple times it's brought up, been brought up that, that God has done this. Um, you're, you can worship idols, but God is still better. Um, and so I, I felt that it continued to fit with this theme of things that we've seen so far in Deuteronomy um, and just kind of a re-emphasizing of um, those ideas and in that who God is in that relationship that we can have with that mm-hmm. that unique God and and the ability to say the Lord our God the Lord is one I mean the Lord our God I mean we're we're almost making claim to to being an active participant with that relationship with that unique and comparable God um, so I don't know, that's well, kind of what a, I got I mean there is that. Uh, exclusivity here mm-hmm. um this is the uh only de- deity deity i don't know latin mm-hmm. um that was making a um uh an exclusive people group mm-hmm. so uh basically before it was you were the you know 
you know, you're the Egyptians, you go in, you conquer somebody, and now your pantheon becomes their pantheon. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you were also, it, most people would make up other gods to go along with things they didn't understand. Mm-hmm. This was the first group where God, there was a being, a God that said, you are my people group, and I am your God. Mm-hmm. It, there's the a first very exclusive claim. Um, it wasn't just a, a nebulous, evolving force. It was a constant exclusive force. It, it, there's a little bit more to it. Um, but you were saying that uh, uh, you kind of led into five. I was going to read it, but I couldn't look mm-hmm. fast enough without oh, being bef- obvious. Before you go there, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, like, when I taught my daughters this, so Lord, from my understanding, is Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yeah, any uh, for our listeners, anytime you see the capital <clears throat> L, capital O, capital R, capital D in your Bible, that is put in there in respect to the impronounceable name of God, mm-hmm. which we use the vowels mm-hmm. as opposed to the consonants, and it's the it's Yahweh. So mm-hmm. when you see Lord in your Bible, it's uh, masking uh, the the name Yahweh. Yeah. And, and so. I know I know for me in, in my job I, I deal with um, and just in society and lots of people that I encounter. Um, God can mean many different things, um, depending on what religion you are or, um, that sort of thing. And so like when I taught my daughters this, and even when, when I recite it myself, um, hero Israel, Yahweh is our God. Yahweh is one. Um, we, I emphasize the use of Yahweh because I, I don't want there to be any question, at least in our current culture, um, of any other God being put there where I want it to be very clear that, that this is the God that, that I worship, this is the God that, that I'm in relationship and that I know to be a, a unique and comparable God. Um, and, and I think even from my understanding, I actually didn't do a lot of study on this, but I feel like I've heard it before. Um, it's that idea where that very personal name of God, Yahweh, was was a pretty big deal to be able to even have or understand that that personal name or know that personal name of Yahweh. Is that true or so the the personal name of God or it's also known as the impronounceable name of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have to kind of go back and do a little bit more. It's been a few years. Yeah, I was gonna say me too. Um, but basically, uh, when you hear th- the name Yahweh, um, it's if you if you listen to it, it's it's all like I said, it's kind of all vowel sounds, mm-hmm. um, which it which was a way of keeping so using the Lord's name in vain. The commandment that we read also was to not use it flippantly. Mm-hmm. So the way that a lot of people use the word God at the beginning of a swear, etc., um, they were trying to make sure that you didn't write it incorrectly, that you didn't say it incorrectly. Etc. Um, so it was a very revered word, a revered mm-hmm. name, but it's actually not the if I if I'm remembering this right, it's not the actual impronounceable name, but it's like the pronounceable version of the pronounceable name. Right. But it was still held with great reverence. Mm-hmm. But I I'll have to fact check on that, okay. which I'm tempted to do. Stupid. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm missing something. Um, but yeah, that's that's why even in our Bibles, once again, you're going to see that capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. It's just another mask um, to keep us from goofing. So now we get into... Um, did you want to read the next yeah, part? Yeah, so wait, really quick. Um, it's a form of the Hebrew... Yahweh, form of the Hebrew name 
of God used in the Bible, the name came to be regarded by Jews uh, as too sacred to be spoken, and the vowel sounds are uncertain. So even though we're pronouncing it, we might even still be saying it different. Um, yeah, that's really, what does that word mean? So Don's currently looking things up. As yeah, I just want to make sure I don't say anything wrong. Uh, Still looking, that's his looking up music. Yeah, I'm looking at the Hebrew word, and it's actually the, the letters in it would be, it's a, it's the breath. It's that chava, is that Yahweh. Like, it's actually really hard to say. Um. So the typically Jewish traditions do not pronounce the word I just tried to pronounce, nor do they read aloud transliterated forms such as Yahweh. Instead, the word is substituted with a different term, whether used to address or to refer to the God of Israel. Common substitutions are the Holy One or Blessed Be He or Adonai. So even we're being Uh-oh. like... Uh, more loose with the tongue than the ancient Hebrews would. Okay. I know there's a lot to it. It's been years since I looked into it, yeah. so I apologize for my possible initially wrong. Right. I, I thought, the, I thought the, the pronunciation that we were using was actually already uh, a mask, but I guess not. Okay. Probably right. a risk of them saying it wrong. So maybe in the future we'll get into uh, a study of Yahweh then. You said the word again. I'm sorry. You were... Ah, forget it. We don't have to put it on. Okay, right. so... Another stupid story. All right. <laughs> All right, so... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. Okay, he's not gonna do it. All right, I, g- I gave him the opportunity to go ahead and do it. No. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Okay. So this. No, okay. Five. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. So uh, four is the pronun- the pronunciation, the proclamation of who God is. And it's spelling out, hey, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one, saying, hey, listen, Israel, your God is the God. He's the God. And then the, verse 5 is like what you should do in response to knowing that this is your God was what I was going to say when you initially started venturing there and then told me, hold on I'm a sorry, minute. sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. But yeah, it's, a, it's like basically... Um, Verse 4 is a statement about God. Verse 5 is uh, the call or demand for absolute commitment um, using that, you know, love him with all your soul, with all your might, uh, with all your heart, basically with all your, you know, physical, mental, and spiritual capabilities. All right, so... Luke, okay, so oops, I was just looking something up, so I'm I'm kind of yeah. ahead of what you're going. You going NT on us? Uh, new covenant. I'm going new covenant, eventually. But I had a lot of fun with the meaning of heart, soul, and strength. Um, I don't know. Did you get much into that or? No, I get more. I I really <coughs> dove more into six. So. Oh, did you? Okay, what was six? Yeah. Well, don't go to go to six. Okay, go to, yeah, I was just that. curious. No, I was curious. Where you right. at, man? Right. Where you be? So heart. I thought it was very interesting. So um, uh, Wright basically says, he says that, that, that basically heart um, is, uh, in the Hebrew is not so much the seat of the emotions and feelings um, as it is in the English metaphors, but as the seat of the intellect, the will, 
and intention. You think in your heart, and your heart shapes your character, choices, and decisions. It is also the center of the human being as a moral agent. So what I just said a few minutes ago, you're just pooping on. Right, absolutely. What? Oh. I said uh, with all your, it was uh, spiritual, emotional, and mental, and physical. Right, but then you get into that. That's when you get into like... I guess mental, heart, and... Well, that's when you get into yeah. soul. So soul is kind of, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Again, I had way too much fun with this. No, carry on. You, so, you carry us in this one. So then... I'll sit back. Um, I, I, I was, and then I, I, it gave us a, re- like, I, I was, I was kind of thinking, and then it also, I found a reference also to, like, the different times that Jesus mentions it. And I always got confused because I was like, well, there's a fourth one. Like, Jesus says, mind. And so, basically, um, in the New uh-huh. Testament, so... Basically, heart um, in the Greek, I guess they basically put mind in there as well, because when you're talking about your your um, your thoughts and that sort of things, that would be mind. And so in the Greek, they add that extra one, or Jesus potentially adds that extra one, because heart means so much more in Hebrew than it would in say Greek or English. Um, and so the first account that yeah, I saw, yeah, Grisanti punts on that man. He's basically like. Yeah, in the Gospels, they uh, include mind, but they don't take anything away. So, you know, nothing's subtracted, so you're good. Oh, no. Like, so it's, such a, it's such a lame paragraph. I thought this was awesome. So then I went to Mark 12, 28. And in Mark 12, 28, um, it's uh, basically, I, I think Matthew and Mark both have the same account. And I think Luke has, from what I can tell, Luke is discussing a different account, but Jesus still uses the, those four words. So it says, the great commandment, and it says, one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing um, with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? And Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And I was like, whoa. I was like, Jesus, right there, took... Um, Deuteronomy 6, 4, almost exactly, and brought it and, and well, well, brought it to New Testament um, thinking and New Testament teaching. And, and I know sometimes people kind of forget about the Old Testament, but Jesus right here is saying, well, well the Shema, I mean, I didn't say the Shema, but he's like, yeah. here, I mean, this is the most important commandment. And then I, what I loved is he took it even further. So like, as my daughters and I are now starting to, to learn this and as we're um, taking over our stairs, and I'm not quite sure what my wife thinks about it yet, but... Uh, yeah, um, she'll be fine. <laughs> she'll be fine. But we're going to take the Shema, which they learned at a young age, and we're going to kind of add, because Jesus right after that says, well, the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And I was like, whoa. I don't know, I just got really excited when Jesus went Old Testament Deuteronomy and said the greatest commandment is hero Israel, and he pretty much quotes it right out. Um, Luke, again, has a different account. Um, Matthew, from what I can tell, is, is the same, same account. It's just a shorter version of what was stated in Mark. Um, but in Luke 10.27, um, 10.27, it says... And, er, and behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, 
you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. And so I was like, well, there's at least two different accounts um, of, of Jesus going back to Deuteronomy 6, 4 mm-hmm. um, to discuss well, didn't, heart, didn't mind, we, and soul. Didn't we say at the beginning of this also that Deuteronomy was the most quoted book? Oh, yeah. And, and it seems like 6 is pretty well quoted because I got more. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just for at least the Shema, I mean, I thought it was very interesting twice. that it was used at least two different times. Um, but I found it very interesting that, that mind was included. But when you're thinking about the heart of what heart is, um, <laughs> what, what the Hebrew version of heart is focused on, um, basically the, the seat of intellect, will, and intention, and, and mind ultimately kind of uh, comes into that play very well with, um, with, with kind of how it was used in Deuteronomy, I guess. Hmm. Now, soul... Um, uh, <laughs> the way you looked at me. I now, thought, soul. <laughs> Let's get into soul. Again, I had way too much fun with this. Yeah. Um, so soul was um, nepes or nepes or nepes or yeah. whatever. Again, I just lost my Hebrew scholarness here. Um, it means the life of each individual and applies to animals as much as humans. It is used to express the whole inner self with all of the emotions desires and personal characteristics that make each human being unique. And I was like, ooh, that is powerful. And so like when I was reading, um, one of the things that I was reading went into Psalm 103. Um, well, Psalm 103, 1. And, and some people might have heard it says, and all that is within, so it's the verse or the Psalm that's like, with all that is within me, bless his holy name. And I was like, ooh, that is really powerful um, since the word nepes or nepes or, or that version of soul to find is word. used within that psalm. And I was like, wow, um, that's just, I don't know, that just to me is like pretty powerful um, when you kind of think about, um, well, I mean, even just heart and soul and, and how much that is. Um, I'm trying to think. I love, I, I love that my commentary gives me the... Hebrew without a translation. It doesn't give you a translation of that? I'm trying to remember what I remember, and I don't remember. So basically, if you look at that psalm, Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And so if you think of the word soul or nepes being used within that psalm, and you think of it being your, your whole inner self with all of your emotions, desires, and personal characteristic, I was like, that is a powerful, powerful psalm. Uh-oh, what just happened? A weird sound, but it's gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then it's like, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity. And just kind of reading through that psalm and understanding kind of the heart of, of what soul, <laughs> the heart of what soul, um, the, the meaning of what soul is and, and um, kind of what God's asking us to do um, as we read the Shema and, and even kind of what we're talking about there, you, you look like you have. No, the word I have for soul is a little different. Oh. But what do you have as far what words, what letters? Um, N-E-P-E-S. At least that's what the commentary said it was. Oh, I have, uh, the pronunciation is like N-A-P-S. N-A-P-S. So I have like naps. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Not okay. a big deal. Well, that's the yeah, pronunciation not, yeah. version of it. So, I mean, I don't know uh, what the Hebrew letters are, though. Right, that's what... So that's... 
I mine's in the line, so I'd have to. Oh, okay. So I have I have the English pronunciation of it, not the actual Hebrew letters. It'd be. I can't remember. I can't remember what the. Okay, the you're looking are. at the actual Hebrew letters. Yeah, I see the N A. Because the A is underneath, but I can't remember which vowel sound that one makes. I cannot. Again, it's been, it's been like five years since we, I, I looked through all that. Tried so hard to understand what all those little dots meant and yeah. where they went and how to pronounce it. And, and once again, those were all added after mm-hmm. the fact. Oh, absolutely, so. yeah. And then we get into strength, um, and I saw, thought strength was was pretty um, interesting as well. Um, so love the Lord with all your uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, which, which seems to hit almost everything except strength. Um, he says literally means, and with all your very muchness, um, this word is everywhere else used, um, adverbally meaning greatly, exceedingly. Um, here it is almost uniquely used as a noun in its own right and is open to various translations of which strength is the most common. However, the earliest Jewish versions, including the Targum, translated it as your substance or your possessions. Mm. Um, so really kind of all of, I mean, everything that, that you have, well, again, your substance or your possessions. And so really between those three Hebrew words, you're almost talking about like everything that you are, um, your whole total self and total access, um, total commitment, total self total access, everything you have. I mean, it seems to leave nothing else, nothing out. You're supposed to love God with all that you are and all that you have. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> that's way awesome. Um, and that's my Bible geekiness that I had fun with that. Now, I did have, I had Matthew six nineteen, and I don't know why I had that down. I didn't mark why I had it. I just wrote it down. So maybe I'll look real quick. They say read it and tell us. All right, Matthew 6, 19 through 24. Um, all right, that's the maybe lay your <laughs> treasures in heaven. Let's see, Luke twelve thirteen. I'm trying to think if I can quickly see the tie-in of what I was thinking of why I put those down, but I didn't leave any notes. You need a Bible with more notes. I, I mean, more room for notes. I know that's what I'm asking for Christmas. Not that this is anywhere near Christmas, but I hope no, it is. No, it's near Black Friday. Right. Ephenium. What did you say it was Luke what? Um, Luke 12, 13 through 21. Um, yep. I, looking quickly, I don't know what I was thinking. So, all right. It's a great parable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do we want to go on? So you say you have st- a lot for the next one, right? Uh, yeah, I went a little bit, and this might have to. We might have to end it on oh. six. I'm getting texts that there's a small plumbing issue. So, oh no, uh, it's it's not that bad. Okay, but when you have a plumbing impaired wife at home, it seems that bad. Oh, so so is there what kind of? It's it's a sink that's backing up, but she's like, she doesn't think the kids can get showers. <laughs> 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 yes, they can. It's a different drain. Oh, I was just wondering if there's uh, any. No, there, there's stuff a there's a clog out. somewhere between my dishwasher and my sink. Oh, that's fun. And it's like I can break that up easy. Okay. I've got a snake. I've got a rooter. 
I could probably even, I could probably plunge it through. Okay. Uh, I guess my kid put potato peels in the garbage disposer. Oh, fun. So basically, I just have to like get that out of there. Oh, okay. And but she thinks like the whole house is better. <laughs> <the> kids <laughs> take showers. Different pipe. <laughs> that it doesn't drain down from the shower through the sink into. <laughs> If it does, that's a crappy plumbing. Yes, setup. it is. Um, but yeah, sorry, okay. sorry, people at home. We might edit that out. Um, probably Why not? I'm no. too lazy. That, that makes it more fun. <clears throat> All right. So then you say, let's see. Yeah, in six it says, "In these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall uh, talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise." And I just kind of uh. I kind of made a little outline here. Um, I'll read you my notes, and I'll probably regret reading these out loud. (laughs) Uh, Once we know who God is and we commit our beings to him, uh, how do our lives manifest that commitment? And so I just wrote first, uh, we internalize it. So we learn his words. We we make it part of who we are. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, And then we, we also obey. So there's like this internalize and obey his word. Uh, second, we teach them to our kids so that their lives can be changed, uh, which just corresponding with the verse, uh, these words that I command you, you shall be on your heart so that you internalizing them, teach them diligently to your children. And so uh, that's your, um, we talked about honoring your parents. We talked about being a parent worthy of honor and how uh, teaching our kids actually is part of that, like, Oh gosh, I can't remember the phrase phrasing we used. But basically, like raising up the next generation is how you also can ensure a good society, mm-hmm. and how Israel was ensuring their society would progress, uh, was teaching them the the proper statutes, so on and so forth. Um, and we also want to see our kids' lives be changed by the same <coughs> words that we've internalized. And then, uh, third, uh, we make his words a focal point of our everyday lives. So. Um, you can write them on your stairs. You could put them on your doorpost. Um, you can also, you know, put some verses wherever you can see them. You can listen to them on an ESV app or any Bible app. You can write down a verse and tape it to your dashboard on your car. You know, it's like making it a focal point of everything you do. Um, we don't necessarily have, like, you know, doorposts, etc. you know. Um, and then find ways to show who God is to others and take on uh, an evangelistic challenge in our lives is kind of that. Um, did I go too far for that? Um, yeah, I think because you did Oh, that's the doorpost part. Mm-hmm. That would actually be down in verse 9. Um, where you, you, because when they would put them on their doorpost or at the city gates and that, it was when people came in, they would know that in this house, this was your God because you had his words on your doorpost. So that's taking it out to that evangelistic nature of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I've suddenly gotten the driest <laughs> voice. So I'm sorry if I was like, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was what I, I guess I wrote that was through the entire end of those mm-hmm. was basically kind of a, not a formula, but just like a layout of like what it practically looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Cause, and cause I think you can almost just say, well, it, it's making sure that God is the center and focal point or Yahweh is the center focal point of, of absolutely everything you do mm-hmm. when you're walking, talking, sleeping, waking up, moving, breathing. Um, and in order to do that, making sure that, that he is visible um, in every aspect of your lives. And I think you did a good job of kind of pointing out some very practical ways um, 
even in our own culture of kind of what that can look like. Yeah, I I kind of took it to heart when I because normally when I I'm a runner, I run in the morning a lot. We've probably talked about it. Mm-hmm. I typically just have music, like I don't, and it's not necessarily even like a, a worshipful music. It's not hymns. It's not. It's just whatever. It's whatever goes on the playlist. Like whatever I'm not sick of. Um, but to turn around and try and put scripture on while running was like, hey, I want to try this. I want to I want to make it more of a focal point, even when I'm exercising. Um, making it something that like with our kids at night, we're going over, uh, verses, we're talking about things We're we're putting his word on our hearts by constantly (coughs) saying it, meditating on it, talking about what it means and then trying to do that in practical ways. Like you said, in our culture, we, we have a screen everywhere. So why can't our screens be used to, Mm -hmm. um, also remind us of who God is Mm -hmm. and trying to constantly work our lives around that. Mm -hmm. I love, uh, so in the morning, okay, like anyone that doesn't know me, um, kids' music drives me nuts. Like, I Let me tell s- you about Bobby Baker's band. I don't want it's you to tell It's the best me. band in Is the it, whole land. Oh, so it's good? No. Okay. That's the song. <laughs> My two-year-old loves it. Oh. You watch on go, Bob Bob's, Bob Bob's. Oh, no. Like, oh, no. That's what I didn't want my kids ever to do. But there's this, yeah. there's this, it's called Seeds Family Worship. Yes, the Village yeah. Seeds. Yeah. Well, yeah. Village Church, their seeds. They got a couple. Yeah, they've got a bunch seeds of, of praise them. Seeds of praise. Yeah. Oh. And and the thing is, is I thought it was going to be horrible, but it's great because they Dude, just. Dude, it gets a little country. In, in times, yeah. <laughs> They're from Texas. Um, That's but, why. But it's one of those things that like, they basically just put scripture to music. Mm-hmm. And at first I was doing it just for the benefit of my kids. And I do it for my own benefit where like I go throughout the day and like just the scripture will just play through my mind through song. And it's like, whoa. And then I found out that my kids also would sing and go. And then even as we're singing it, they're like, well, what does this word mean, daddy? And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a great question. Let's talk about it. Um, And so like I really found that that was even a great way of just starting off the day and um Making it, I guess, when we get up, <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you know, uh, as, as part of what we do throughout the day, and um, even part of us memorizing scripture and talking about God and, and making Him the first as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, Proud of you for finding the seeds. <laughs> What's well, it's free on Amazon? Yeah. If you have Amazon Prime, we've. Well, I'm not sure. Jill's gotten a lot of them. I'm not sure if she got them through Prime Music or if she got them. She's had a couple for years okay. that we might have paid for. I we, doubt it, though. We have these things. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of them before. It's called, like, compact discs, CDs. We have a couple of CDs of those Sounds things. Familiar. Yeah, I just don't know where to put them anymore. I was going to look up and see really quick. I tried to see if there's a spot in my phone for it, and I couldn't. They're, they're way too much, too big for my phone. Um, I was going to check the Village's website and see if they had them um, okay. for free on there. I don't know. But, again, I know they're free on Prime. So that's usually where I stream them from. I mean, I guess you can Spotify them, but you get Home Depot commercials, so I just go with Prime. Uh, they changed the website around since I've been there last. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, Seeds Family Worship. Uh, yeah, okay. sorry. Uh, they got some other stuff up there. They got quite a bit. Oh, did they really? All right. The, they have the books of the Bible song. Okay. Because they have... Um, what is it? Seeds, courage, seeds, praise, seeds, family. Um. They got a lot of stuff. I mean, they got the Apostles' Creed. The the thing I don't see, though, is the seeds ones. 
which is interesting. Being like the actual worship CD or worship album. Oh, do they have or? like whole worship sets you can listen to? Oh, I know they do. I, well, if you can find them on Amazon Prime, uh, that's great. Uh, I always like to tell people if you go to the Village Church, they make the seeds stuff. They have other kids stuff for free on there. Um, some songs, uh, books of the Bible, Apostles' Creed. They have some family worship stuff. Um, but yeah, that's good. We we really need to do that podcast or that video on uh, great resources for family. Seeds of mm-hmm. worship. So they have seeds of courage, seeds of faith, seeds of praise. The Word of God. Oh, yeah. The CD's like um, 13 bucks. Seeds of Encouragement, The Journey, Seeds of Character. Actually, I like their Seeds of Christmas. Um, they have oh. a Seeds of Lullaby, and that one I, I, I couldn't do. However, Yeah, but you got you got a bunch of little girls, man. Well, maybe it's be because like the first night that some of the new girls were here, yeah. we played it all night long. <laughs> and so maybe, <laughs> maybe it is could. it is it the when you lie down lullabies and scripture songs? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that one I'm afraid of and haunts my mind when I hear it. All right. Um, it might not be bad. It just might have been the context that I was. So look, we don't get a kickback from this. Oh no, we, we don't. get zero dollars right. from this. But if you get Amazon Prime, which is ninety nine bucks a year, mm-hmm. you can stream one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, there you go, ninety-nine bucks. And if you figure those are they're anywhere from eight to thirteen bucks a piece if you buy them, mm-hmm. but you could stream them all for the price of Amazon Prime and get all the other benefits. I was gonna say, get that's you hundred dollars, man, and <laughs> free two-day shipping. Yeah, yes, free, you can order stuff. Besides music, oh, there's more and same day shipping. Yeah, so uh, that's a yeah. We'll have to do that. We really have to set up. We that. do, yeah. But we digress. Yep. So anyway, yeah. A to a future episode. Yeah. Which actually might be a cool episode that when we finish chapter six, might be kind of a, a cool episode yeah. to do, just because it fits very well with six. I was looking to see. Um, I haven't got into seven yet. No. Um. Oh, but if I remember, seven is a lot of fun, too. I was trying to see what other natural divisions in the book. I'd have to sit down and look at them. Okay. But, yeah, but anyway. that's not a bad idea. I think we, yeah, we'll, we, we'll we, figure something we out. promise you guys, we want to put together a, a podcast and or a video showing some of the resources we talk about. Because we talk about a bunch, mm-hmm. and then we say, we'll tell you in the show notes. And then when I'm posting the episode, I don't. <laughs> um, because I forget what was in it. Because we, we record them eight <laughs> weeks in advance. <laughs> Uh, but we would love to get that stuff to you, especially things like anything that can help your family uh, uh, have a devotion time together is is good. Whether that's a, a five-minute devotion nightly or a 15-minute or whatever you can squeeze in. Or if you're a power parent, you can drop an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it can do to get your kids' hearts, um, you know tuned to the God of the universe. Well, and the thing <laughs> is, is all of chapter six, not even just what we read today, is all about yeah. God saying, look, you need to teach the future generations. You need to teach the current generations. Um, you need to teach your sons and daughters and et cetera, all that God is doing for you. And 
so that they don't make the same mistakes and that they genuinely love. And, and, and so it's, again, I, I've just loved chapter six and had way too much fun. Yeah. Um, to the point and where we're only I, on verse nine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but anyway, I, I guess that's probably a good stopping point because I think we could definitely get at least an episode or two out of the rest of it. Oh, um, well, no, I, I just posted today's. Oh yeah. It's one verse. <laughs> I think we can get a. I think we'll spread our money. Uh, how many chapters are in Deuteronomy? I haven't checked I don't that. Know. There's over 30. Uh, let's see, 24. Whoa, crap. I'm at 32. Oh, I'm at 34. I found a Joshua. Oh, oh no. I found a Joshua also. 33. 34. 33? There's 34, 34. total chapters. Okay. And we're on, we're on 18 s- episodes and we're on six. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So I wonder if I can say that like tomorrow is Thanksgiving and this is our yeah, Thanksgiving episode. And then it actually hit. <laughs> Thanksgiving of 2018. I don't know. I put, I put on the site today. You just I, put 2018. You just yeah. dated us. I, I, oh, oops. No, I, uh, I put on our site. I said, it's our not-so-special Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, and I was like, listen to it while you're Black Friday lines or whatever. <laughs> Doorbuster. I don't know. I don't do Black Friday. So. I, I refuse to leave the house during Black Friday. Yeah. Well, I leave the house, but not to shop. Okay, I don't leave the house. I just It scares me. Yeah. So... That's where I stick around the house and try and do nothing. Well, I actually have stuff to do. We, but, a, a lot of times I, we go to our in-laws, where oh, okay. we typically have Thanksgiving as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> we eat all the leftovers. Oh, okay. Hey, <laughs> so, <that's>, you know. <laughs> actually, I almost like leftovers more than I like the actual stuff, like the I'm day. Gonna, I'm going to lose listeners here. Okay, we'll I, stop. I don't like turkey. What? It is my least favorite, probably my least favorite meat. I like the dark meat. I'm not crazy yeah. about the white meat. Like yeah, the but like a, a turkey drumstick is like splintered, and sometimes you get bone fragment. It's okay. not as like it's not a chicken wing. I also like ham also for Thanksgiving. What's what? We're, that's funny is we're doing a, a turkey breast and a ham this year. <clears throat> oh, okay. Like we're not making either of them, but our in laws are. So okay, mm. that's fair. But w- a lot of people coming by, so oh, okay. But I'll probably I might go ham. Okay. I might go full Gentile. All right. Gonna, forget that. <laughs> forget those kosher laws we're reading about. <laughs> No, we haven't hit those. No, we haven't yeah. hit those. So, yeah, so you're you're good until you know, or probably not. Yeah, no. then we'll be full on. We'll wear yarmulkes and okay. We'll become Judaizers. Ooh, let's become Judaizers. Ooh, do we get the little prayer shawls or the prayer? Uh, I think the shawls things? are for women. Not the prayer shawls. What is the shirt? Is the prayer belt? What, what do you call those things? Oh, the prayer. Oh. We used to know this stuff. Do you still thing. have your Jewish New Testament? Yeah, I do somewhere. I have it too. I sold the commentary. Did you sell the commentary? I do still have the commentary. It was so. Religious, mm-hmm. it was so not correct. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> religious in the Judaizer sense. I, I have it somewhere, but no, <laughs> I, st- I, I read it while eating them. ham. <laughs> <laughs> and there All goes right. the messianic Jewish crowd. All right, so <laughs> who's still listening to it? Our wives. Wait. <laughs> yeah. No, we had a lot less. Anyway, music's playing. Okay, we had cool. a lot. We had a pretty large amount. Oh wow. So okay. All right, All right guys. Later. Bye. Bye.